Before we hop into this episode, I am proud to announce that I have partnered with Ambidexter, a digital content marketing company. They offer various services such as graphic design, content writing, media relations marketing, and so much more. Check out their socials, visit their website, or shoot them an email for more information. These are all linked down below. Ambidexter will launch an AmbiBlog series which features different podcasts based in the Philippines. They will be posting a new feature weekly. It's very exciting to be part of such a great project. Thank you, Ambidexter. Before I start with this episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to Podmetrics. Yup, Podmetrics is the platform I use to get all the data I need for the show. From who listens to me, all the way to where they come from, Podmetrics takes care of all of that so I can make better content for you. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data from your live streams. So if you're a podcaster or want to start your own podcast, go visit podmetrics.co and sign up for free. Use my code JakeOfAllTrades with Delbro. With that out of the way, cue the intro music. What is going on, everybody? Kamusta kayo lahat mula sa Luzon, Visayas, Mindanao, or wherever the heck you are on the planet. This is your one and only Jake of All Trades, the place to be for any niche, every genre, and all generations. I'm your master of ceremony, D to the E to the L R O, aka JDR, aka the extraordinary introvert. Man, does it feel good to say that again. So before we start, just a quick couple of announcements and logistical stuff. So I'm going to be your homeroom teacher for a little bit. So first of all, sorry if I did not have an episode or an upload last week. Obviously, I had to deal with some real life stuff, aka work stuff. But uh, now we're right here. We're back on the recording session. And uh, I'm glad to be doing this again after quite some time. Uh, Second of all, by the time you will be seeing this video, it is going to be November. So, you've already been 10 months into 2020 and I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, 2020 has not been it. It's been a very horrific year. Well, guys, I've got news for you. We've got around 60-ish days to go. So, please, by all means, make every single day count. It's never too late for that plot twist or just to make the year better. However, y'all want to make it better. So, with that out of the way, yeah, 2020 is still far from over. We still got a lot of game left. So, it's all about making each day count, all right? So, with all those out of the way, let's finally get into it. So, guys, it seems that my luck is just not running out anytime soon. So, we got another prominent popular figure. So, <laughs> in the previous episode, we got the Batch of Valedictorian over here. But this time around, we got a, a popular figure slash DJ slash host so as y'all know this guy rocked over at Magic and I think he still is despite the quarantine so he's a DJ over at Magic 89.9 he is a product of the Junior Jocks program uh, he recently ventured into hosting back when we could still go out back when we could and he recently branched out as well into 
uh, content creation over at YouTube. And if you still don't know who the heck this guy is, he is a he is the son of one of the PBA legends who is currently killing it right now at the PBA bubble. And he is also the nephew of another PB of another basketball figure, prominent prominent basketball figure who gave a chip to the Tamarals of Far Eastern University back in 2015. So if these are all starting to ring a bell for all of you, uh, then let's introduce him. So without further ado, let's get ready to ramble with Ryan Anthony <laughs> Rossella. Hey, what an introduction, man. I'm so, you may be seeing a lot cooler than I actually am. So thank you for that. I am <laughs> uh, honestly really nervous because, you know, this guy has a bigger uh, following. So, you know, I've, there's a lot, there's quite a ton of pressure for me not to mess up some stuff and all. So, you know, I just had to give you a proper intro. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's fine, man. I mean, we're all, um, we're all trying to do new things this quarantine, right? And, and the sure, podcasting, sure. um, it's a new thing for all of us, right? So if, um, even if I'm a person coming from radio, I, I may know certain things. Um, there are things that you know that, that I may not know, right? So it's nice to always meet new people and, and learn different things. Yeah, facts, facts. Yo, speaking of new people, you know what's funny? Like, Ryan and I happen to be batchmates, but despite that, we were never classmates in grade school, high school, or even college. But yeah, I, I don't think we've actually even, I don't think yeah, we've crazy, even man. ever met, actually. Yeah, no. It is crazy. <laughs> Alright, so with all that out of the way, I'm sure you guys know him, but just for formality's sake and just so you want, or for those who want to get to know him more, uh, this is your chance, Ryan. Go ahead, the floor is now yours. Um, please introduce yourself um, to me again and uh, to some of my followers who may be wondering who the heck I have right now on this episode. All right. Um, so hi guys, hi. The, do you do your do your fans have like names? Are they like the the Jotes or <laughs> nah, you have a I name call, for them? I called them the Del Bros and Sisters. The Del Bros. Okay, yeah. I, I like that. I like and that. sisters, so you know, we can't. What, all right, all right. Up. What's up, Del Bros and Sisters? My name is Ryan Rosella. Like Jake said, I'm a radio and events host. I'm a content creator. Um, before the pandemic, at least, <laughs> my job was I was on the radio and I hosted events. But now that we're, we're in this quarantine situation, I host online events and I host the YouTube channel, Ryan Rambles with Ryan Rosella. And I'm also, I can't say, I have another thing, but I can't say it quite yet. But, um, but producing content is the other thing that I do. So, yeah. Wow, very interesting stuff. So as you guys can see, the resume is pretty much stacked. Uh, DJ at Magic host and also a content creator over at YouTube and I actually love your previous episode like you got to feature your mom on it that was very yeah, that was yeah. very cute we, we watched Baguettes yeah the, oh, it was one of my favorite my mom's favorite movies growing up and so I wanted to watch it and we, we watched it together and it was a lot of fun and I, I know you can relate since we went to the same high school we went to the same college mm-hmm. we both had Herbert Bautista as our mayor right yes Papa and legend then, and, and, Right? And whenever it would rain, we'd be like, oh, Papa Herbs, please suspend classes. And he'd actually do it. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in Baguettes, he, he plays like the nerd in, in the group. So there's a scene, they're swimming, and they find out that si Herbert Bautista. So there's a scene that literally is And then it's just so weird because growing up, he's our mayor, right? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the stuff you learn, like, 
online and all that stuff. But yeah, so yeah. just a little sneak preview if you want to catch that video. Oh yeah, and I'll certainly link it in my description for my you know sure, followers sure. and listeners to check it out. So yeah, um, thanks for the tidbits right there. Um, so as we all know, Ryan is a events guy. He's a host. He's a DJ and all that stuff. But uh, as you can see, the family lineage it's very different. And usually, you know, at least for me in the Philippines or in any ideal situation, usually if your dad is a prominent you know professional ball player, usually the sons or any other relative would follow suit. Like in the NBA, you have the late Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul. Uh, his father, Joe, played for the 76ers back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the words of Flight Reacts, you know, look at Curry, man. Uh, Dell played for Charlotte back in the 90s before Steph right, came right. over and, you know, played for my Warriors uh, currently. And then, of course, you don't need to look any further. Um, look at their Ravenna bros, you know, their father, Bong, played in the PBA. Uh, you look right. at the Nieto brothers, their dad, Jet, played for yeah. Ateneo the back Paras, then. The Paras brothers, the Tang brothers. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. El Defonso brothers, you know. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. And somehow, you know, you have Coach Olsen, who's pretty much a legend, a PBA legend uh-huh. for a son, Mig, and he's currently an assistant right now at Ginebra. And then you have Coach Nash, who is a prominent coach at FU, and he's currently coaching Blackwater. So you would think, you know, Ryan Anthony Rosello would be wearing number 17 point guard for the right, Ateneo right. Blue Eagles. <laughs> but, you know, he's out here doing different things. Basically, very far-fetched, very opposite of what, you know, the dad and the uncle are doing right now. So, yeah, I'm pretty much curious, you know, what made you choose the non-basketball route? And I guess also what went down, I guess, with you and your father, just your family in general, like, what were your dinner convos like with regards to, you know, choosing a different career path and just, right. well, you know, blazing uh, your own path in general? I, I think, you know, being the son of, of a basketball player, it doesn't mean that you're, you're going to become a great basketball player, even if you choose to do it. Like, think about Michael Jordan's son. Do, like, do you know, like, <laughs> what, what became of him? He has two sons and neither of them made it to the NBA. Yeah. Or, or think about the son of um, Pat, like Patrick Pat Ewing, right? His son made it to the NBA, but he was like a bench warmer. So if you think about it like that, right, it, it's not a guarantee in the first place. Um, so so there's that. And for me personally, um, basketball was always fun, but it wasn't something I, I wanted to, to make a career out of. So um, it, it's not that I, I didn't want to do it. It's more of just like um, I, I didn't see myself doing it and, and pursuing it as a career because I'm, I'm a huge like Utah fan I like here if you can see it this is my Utah shirt it's signed by Donovan Mitchell wow yeah so I, I'm a huge like Utah fan um, I grew up basketball growing up and and I, I enjoy playing it it's just that competing at the level that people compete in like even in high school these guys practiced in the morning and they had class and then they, they had training after so that that was just like li- a lifestyle I didn't want to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing, crazy stuff, and it's good that you, you know, mentioned that because you know for all the for all these guys listening, behind assumption nila is oh, you know, dahil basketball player yung mga nila and all that. It's a shoe in, you know, an automatic shoe into the league. Yeah. But you know, it doesn't mean 
na you have relatives who play for the big leagues na you're guaranteed right. a spot like you still have to earn your uh you have to earn your draft pick you have to earn your you know success in right. life regardless of what that is yeah but i i think the, the advantage you have is is um, well first of all genetics right if mm-hmm. if you get the the height genes the speed the strength then it's a lot easier to develop your talent and of course you know you your your dad already has all these connections and you oh, can yeah. get the best conditioning the best nutrition the best training but you also have to decide all those things like even if if you know it's all there you can, you can you can choose not to do it right like you have so many children of doctors of lawyers who don't become doctors and who don't become lawyers mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i actually wanted to you know touch on that for a while like um as you all know you know with the world you know constantly evolving usually the thing back then is oh if you're if i'm a doctor dapat yung anak a doctor then or if i'm a lawyer uh you have to be a lawyer as well or any other field like if i'm a prominent businessman you got to be the same thing growing up so i guess before we get into the meat of the episode like what are your thoughts on just conforming against you know old school traditions of following the footsteps like of previous ancestors and just relatives in general mm, you know i i, I think the um uh, to, to kind of talk about that first um you, you have to think about you know what the parents want versus what the child wants right because there are times that yes they want the same thing and and it's great they become doctors they become lawyers but um it's really the the, the child's decision right yeah like even if it is the 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 dad who puts the the kid to let's say med school or law school if if one minute he decides that he doesn't want to do it anymore the like the dad literally can't do anything to force him mm-hmm. yeah definitely and uh, did your dad like did he instill any sort of you know pressure on you or was he cool with your decision of not to pursue the uh, b-ball route and just go a different path which in this case is you know hosting and uh, being a DJ on magic right well I, I think him him being a, a, a basketball player the the only thing he really he really taught me was when, when, like when I find a job what I have to do is um, well, the, the thing he always said was, um, how do, how do, I'm not sure how to put it, or, or how to find the exact words, but it was something along the lines of, um, and, and it's a pretty, it's a pretty famous quote. It's like it goes something like, uh, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Something like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure like the exact quote is like you can find it somewhere, but it's along those lines, right? So it was always find something. That I love doing, that, and that even if I do it every day, it, it wouldn't feel like work. And and that's what that's what I do now. Like I mean, of course, it still feels like work in the sense where you know it, it's tiring to, to edit all day or think yeah, of yeah. ideas. But it's it's fun. It, it's work that I really want to do, and I can't imagine myself doing anything else. Wow, that's a, that's good stuff. That's good to know. And actually, you know what? To be honest, like podcasting would have been a solid part-time or full-time thing. But then again. I also wanted to experience you know, the corporate life, so I just do this for you know for leisure, for fun. But I also yeah. maintain that uniform schedule of trying to post every week and editing myself. But then again, I couldn't post you know a week ago because you know work got hectic. But right. yeah, it's really interesting how uh, you mentioned the importance of treating what you do as not not like work. You know, yeah. I think the importance is 
to choose what you love doing the most and just really making the most out of it. And by right. doing that, it won't feel like it. It will start to not feel like work anymore, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And I think that they, just to be the best at something, right? You think about these people who are really the best at what they do, like Jordan, right? Like like Kobe, um, like Michael Phelps. They they really love what they're doing, right? And and if if you're if your desire comes from passion and it's not motivated by things like money or fame, it, it, it comes from really loving the thing that you do. You can't help but to excel at it. That's what I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So for my listeners out there who's, who's tuning in right now, uh-huh. uh, if you want to ch- choose something that you love, go ahead and do it. But do know that there will be a lot of sacrifices. There's going to be a lot of hours that you will have to dedicate. Right, right. Even if it's not a serious job, even if it's simply pursuing a YouTube video or baking or any of that good stuff, there's always that amount of effort and amount of dedication that you have to put yeah. into your craft every single day. Right, exactly, exactly. And I also have to say that um, starting anything, you're gonna st- so you're gonna suck at, at when you start oh, something. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and you, you have to accept that. Like you're, 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 no matter how much work you're gonna put into your first whatever it is, if, if it's a it's a video or a cake. Your first whatever is gonna be really bad, but you you have to keep making and you have to keep doing it for it to get good, and and that's where passion comes in, right? If if it sucks at first because you love doing it, you're just gonna keep doing it. Compared sure, to if you want, sure. oh, I want to get famous or, or I want to make all this money, you're you're gonna stop because it sucks, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So speaking of you know sucking at the first time. Uh, this is the part where I would like you to share to me uh, your early experiences at Magic. So as you all know, uh, you did uh, end up trying out as a junior jock at uh-huh. Magic. Uh, so what was it like, you know, from the re- from the recording of the actual spiel to putting the songs together and, you know, meeting famous uh, personalities? Like, did you ever meet... You know, Boom Gonzalez and Tina Susie right, and CJ right. and all mm-hmm. that. So, you know, describe to me what was your early years or your early stages of uh, DJing or hosting was like. Like as a, as, a, as, a, as a junior jock or are you talking about when I got hired as a DJ? Uh, I guess junior jock Muna because I want to know like the very first experiences that you mm-hmm. had at Magic. Uh, well, I, I auditioned in 2015 so I, I was a freshman in college I, I was just like skinny like 18 year old kid <laughs> like I didn't even yeah. know what I was there um, I just went there I, I don't, actually I, I don't super recall but I think it was along the lines of I, I was talking to this girl and then she was just like oh what, what, like, what are you up to what are you doing and I was just like uh, you know, I feel like I'm not auditioning for this thing. <laughs> I didn't like well, I know Masabe. Like I didn't have anything else to say like, topic-wise. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm auditioning for this thing. And well, to be fair, I, I had been thinking about this auditioning for this thing since since I found out it was possible, right? But I think this is what really pushed me. So I ended up going. It was in Eastwood, um, in Red Box in Eastwood, which no longer exists. There's no more Red Box in Eastwood, and I went in. Um, and I did my audition for Tina Ryan and for Sam O. And yeah, I don't know. I, I also did this thing where I, I wanted to be, I wanted to project myself as this like cocky, confident dude. Because um, I, I thought that if I had like a personality, they, that's when they get me. 
So, you know, I was kind of like a, you know, I was kind of like a D-bag. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when I think it was Tina Ryan or some, yeah, when Tina Ryan asked me, he's like, okay, describe me. No, I said that I like John Mayer. And then she was like, okay, describe me in a John Mayer song. I was like, perfectly lonely and she's like what i'm lonely and then i kind of brought out the bs and i was like oh yeah you know like that's what the song may seem but if you look at the instrumentation it's really like um it's about beauty and it's about elegance and then bang basok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks like those atenea years already thought you had a bs stuff right <laughs> right yeah you yeah, can agree with that wow that is <laughs> That's how you get in, guys. Um, when the going gets tough, or when you're like when you're on the spot, like you just gotta wing it, you know. I think that's yeah. what, that's what best DJs right. are known for. It's not really uh, memorizing a prepared script, but it's more so learning how to ride within the waves of impromptu stuff or situations. Right. And, and but I, I have to say that the impromptu stuff, it's still something something that you need to practice. And, and sure, that's why sure. that's why DJs are such great hosts is because we we, we do ad libs every you know like uh, every time we want to speak we need to talk in between songs right and there's only such a limited time right from it's from the when the guy stops singing in the last song there's there's still instruments playing right and that goes into another song and before that guy starts speaking and starts singing rather there's instruments playing so you only have that window to say everything you want to say say like the, the the spiel you have and shout out the sponsors um shout out the listeners who who want to be you know who want to be shouted out you only have that uh that little of time um and it, it's good practice for for ad-libbing because you do it all the time yeah for sure for sure and uh before we get to the next question um i don't know did you, did you think that your time at Magic or your uh, spiels and all your speaking at, you know, the booth, did it help you with your ACAD as well? Like, you know, Atene is known for oral exams, you know, we have a lot of ORLs and stuff. So, what uh, experiences was Magic when it came to uh, speaking in front of your props, trying to defend a thesis statement or answering a question during ORLs? Right. Well, I think the, the biggest difference is um, when when you do orals, you still have to know uh, what what the heck you're talking about. Yeah. If, if they're talking about like philosophers and I didn't read Marcel or I didn't read Heidegger, I can't BS my way into like, <laughs> I can't quote anything they said if I don't know it. For but sure, I, I will sure. say it helped in, in the sentence where uh, once I start talking, even if I don't know where I'm going, I know that, I, that I'll find it eventually. Like, like there are filler words I can use I can start the sentence with something like, um, so I think that, and I don't even know what I'm saying when I say, so I think that. I'm thinking what I'm gonna say while I'm thinking, so I think, while I'm saying, so I think that, but uh, uh, so that I can I can figure out where I'm going. Yeah. So my say say naman, like the magic skills that you know you applied, you're able to incorporate them naman with your orals, like yeah. those catchphrases or. Your right. transition words that would try to help you get recall your memory and just yeah. create and a chain I, of thoughts. I'll, I'll say more of more of maybe more of time management is is, is what I got. Um, so like when I was a freshman, I used to I used to go on on Boom show um, twice a week, 
So how how that would work is is I go to the station, and then the show ended at twelve, and then my class was like twelve twelve thirty. No, no, one naman. My class was one, but I had to take to get from the station to Ateneo. It was an MRT, MRT, LRT, and then trek to Ateneo. So sometimes I wouldn't make it to class. Like I'd have to run to class. And my prof for at the time was was a dude who his rule was like, if if you're late, you're absent, and if you're absent, you can't take the test. Oh, no. <laughs> so I think I I I, I max cut to that class and um, I got a C. But you know they say C's get degrees, so I'm 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 here. I'm a graduate, and it's all yeah. good. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's all about passing. <laughs> yeah, and it's all said and done. Wow. Um. Yeah. So many stories to share, and you know, I'm really great. I'm really thankful that they took the time to just, you know, share these stories and share these, you know, tidbits of uh, information. Because, you know, should we get back to normal, hopefully soon, right. I'm sure the Junior Jocks program will come back. And I'm sure right now, like there are virtual auditions. I mean, kung may online PBB, I'm sure Magic will come up with something that will it will like benefit. The aspiring DJs who want to, you know, try out their luck uh, at Magic. Right. right. Well, we, we don't we don't have auditions right now, but um, we, we do have junior jocks, and we're trying our best to, to, to train them still. But you know, it's hard. But we, we have these these um, kind of catch up sessions. So so it's like a it's like a big Zoom call, and everyone's there, and we, we broadcast it, and then we see how everyone's doing. What what's going on? And, and the cool thing is, a lot of the junior jocks they have, they have podcasts of their own. They start their own mm-hmm. businesses, and it just makes me so proud. As like a well, I'm one of the DJs that really that trains them because it's us it's us younger DJs who are responsible for the junior jocks. So um, so seeing them kind of spread their wings and do things on their own it makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Wow, you actually answered my question now because I wanted to transition to you know. From being a junior jock yourself to being one of the higher ranks of Magic, so mm. since you answered it, but I guess you can add a little more, like if you want. Um, how was it like, you know, taking care of people that are much younger than you, and you know, understanding their struggles? I'm sure they have a lot of moments where they jitter, or yeah, they have jitters, or they stutter a lot. Um, some might not know how to press the play button of a song, so. <laughs> I guess how were you able to uh, share your experiences as a junior jock to this new batch of you know rookies, rookie DJs? Right. Well, well, first I have to say that I'm not the main guy responsible. So see, see DJ Migs Santelian, he's the dude who really um, he's responsible for the whole thing. So, so he he does like all the him and Zoe they do all the board work stuff. So the the, the press play thing, they're the ones who make sure it that the Junior jocks know what they're doing, and then, um, and then Hannah, Hannah Bakani, she's the one who makes sure that makes sure that they they sound great. So all I, have, I all I really have to do is, is fine fine tune, and w- when they come on my show, I, I teach them things here and there and how to improve. So for me, and and I'm 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 a DJ who was it was one of the I don't I, I don't want to say bottom junior jocks, but I, I wasn't the best. You know how you 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 do you do something like whether it's an org or, or a class or whatever, 
there's someone who really always stands out. Right? Yeah, like, for you sure. Know who the star sure. student is or the, the star athlete, and I was I was none of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'd always eat my words. I always used to stutter. Um, and yeah, it's it's really just practice, like what like what we were talking about, Kanina, about how you have to suck at something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just kept doing it, and then after four years, they they hired me. So um, wow. thankfully they did, and I'm here. Wow, that's crazy. Um, how time flies, and yeah, it's really great that they hired you as a part time or full time. Yeah, well, well, full time, but I I, I was. I was on my last semester, so I was still in school, but I was mm-hmm. doing it. So, like how that would work, I'd, I'd have class from eight to nine thirty, and then I'd go straight there for my show from twelve to two, and then I'd have to come back because I had class three thirty to five, and oh, then five no. to five to six thirty. So, yeah, so class, show, class, class. Wow! <laughs> wow, what a crazy schedule that was. That would have yeah. been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how I survived it, man. Like sometimes on the way there, uh, I take the bus to to the station, and then I have my like philo readings, like highlighters and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I I made it, and mm-hmm. I'm here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Before we do go to some of the DJ stories, because I will definitely would like, or I would definitely would like you to share some of those. Um. If you were to do it all over again, would would Magic still be the place to be, or would you have chosen a different uh, station like RX or Wave or uh, Play FM or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or would, was Magic Talaga the primary option for you from the get-go? As a, you mean like uh, as a junior jock? Like auditioning as a junior jock? Yeah, or just starting out radio in general. Because I think RX has the student jocks by then. Or... Right. Besides, they have their own program for college students then yeah see see dude like the, the fact that you don't even know what what their what their student jocks are called and you know that magic work they're called junior jocks mm-hmm. see like that that's a big statement right there i honestly believe on i honestly believe like with no bias i mean i guess some bias because i came from it yeah but that magic has the best student dj program and um it, it really gave me the confidence to be who i am today like let's say even if i didn't become a dj the, the stuff that I learned from the program still helped me so much in school and in whatever career I would have ended up in I'm sure I still would have used the stuff that I learned yeah for sure and uh, this may be biased but I just love how magic is super inclusive like they really mm-hmm. take good care of their DJs with their junior job or oh full-time DJ now like you can really see that these guys you know who are end up, who end up being DJs they get to branch out to different things. We'll get to that in a bit. But, you know, look at Boom, for example. You know, he's a magic DJ. But outside of that, he was, you know, one of the prominent sports anchors for ABS. He ABC still is. Sports. He still is. Yeah. He still is one of, one of the... He still is the voice of, I think, when I think about UAAP sports, I, I really, I still think of Boom Gonzalez. For sure. Right? For when, sure. When, when we were in grade school, he was the dude calling the plays and through high school and still college like he's still the man and that's just a testament to, to how good Boom is like through all these years he he finds ways to reinvent himself and, and to, to remain relevant oh yeah oh yeah and you know it's such a shame that you know they don't have a network anymore but hopefully you know when it's all said and done they can get back because I really do want want to hear his voice again you know it's super iconic and 
you know, yun nga, as you said earlier, when you say Boom Gonzalez, or when you say the UAP, like the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, Boom Gonzalez, because he's been there, he's done that for the past how many years already. So, yeah, that just proves how Magic really takes good care of their DJs. And they allow them to really just seek their passion outside of radio. And before we get to that, uh, what are some of your favorite moments or some of your embarrassing slip-ups at uh, Magic? Because let's admit, you know, there are some times where we nearly say some cuss words. I mean, personally in the show, I've said some cuss words by accident. So I'm sure you've had similar yeah. close calls at the very least. Because I listen to your show, by the way. Like, whenever I'd go for a drive around a tip or something like that, I always hear you around noontime and afternoon. And I just love how you uh, deliver... Uh, very eloquently and I love how you get to uh, pick up the pace or just uh, what do you call that? Like kapag may mistake kapag may mali you just uh, yeah, bounce back right like, away. Yeah. You, you you pick it up from Yeah. yeah. For sure. You pick yourself up. Mm-hmm. So like what were some of those near close calls experiences or yeah. some mistakes that you know possibly happened? During your right. stint well, at I've, Magic. I've I've never I've never cursed on air, thankfully. But but that's because when you're a junior jock, before you ever get to be on air, you you have so much training, and, and that's what people people don't know. Some people audition thinking like day one, you know, day one audition, day two become a junior jock, day three you're a DJ. Like it's it's not that simple. Oh yeah, there's so much training involved. So I think that's why I never cursed on air. But I will admit that that one time. <laughs> uh, I, I was I was still a junior jock and and I was doing a news news bit about about movies. So I, I always talk about movies and I love yeah. talking about movies. But um, this, this particular one, I saw this this news article that, that was, it was so good. Um, that I wanted to say it right away. I, I didn't I didn't think that to double check whether the information was accurate. So I accidentally announced Back to the Future Four. <laughs> But as we know, there is no Back to the Future 4. So mm-hmm. if, if anyone listening heard me announce it, I'm sorry. <laughs> mm. So you didn't accidentally spit a cuss word or anything like that? for? No, I, 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 I just accidentally announced Back to the Future 4. Mm. <laughs> just said some fake news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it happens to the best of us. And I think that's another thing uh, we have to remind our listeners here. Like, there's no such thing as a perfect spiel. There's no such thing as a perfect show. Like, you know, sometimes right now, I mean, I'm kind of uh, messing up, you know. S- there are times where I have uh, awkward silence or dead noise. But, you know, it's just all about learning how to carry yourself or how to pick it up and just, you know, move on with the segments and just the mm-hmm. overall feel of the show para maging authentic pa rin. because you know it's easy to edit out and stuff but at the same time trying to do that live like it's also not really yeah on radio there's no editing if you mess up you mess up that's it yeah for sure you know even in a podcast like this you know where it's a zoom recording and there are no cuts in between there's every mistake is really magnified and you really have to be more cautious talaga of uh, minimizing them at the very least so right. yeah now that we've touched on the radio life uh, let's transition now to the part where you were able to branch out uh, into your hosting career and I remember uh, 
you got the host Blue Rose last year. Like I remember your your hosting voice while I was in the crowds. Um, you hosted a couple you, of. Po- yeah. How how was it? Uh, yeah, you remember me hosting Blue Rose? Yeah, I remember. You were there. You were there. I remember he had that one line. Oh, I'm sure you wouldn't want to die in this night. So, because I was like, no drunk driving. If you don't feel like it, because I had a PSA na. Uh, contact a medical driver or just someone who can take you back home. And you said something in the lines of, "Oh, you don't want to die on your special day before graduation, right?" <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember saying that, but I, I will say that that is something that that I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've also hosted a couple of bonfires uh, back then, and I'm sure you know before the pandemic hit, you were on the side uh, hustling with. Uh, hosting gigs and all that other good stuff. So, right. I guess you know what made you feel confident, you know, to finally get out the booth and to venture into the new world of hosting, just out there, you know, in the balls or you know, in the field or wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess I really have to thank Magic for that. I have to thank the Junior Jock program because you 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 enter the program and then there's or or you enter the booth. And when when I was a JJ at least, there used to be pictures of all the DJs on the wall, and you see like you know Sam YG and then of course Susie, CJ, Boom, all these all these amazing DJs who are also hosts. So of course you know when, when you want to be a DJ, hosting is, is is right there. And lucky for me, because I was um, I was on Boom show a lot. My first hosting gig came from there. They wanted to get Boom Boom Gonzalez to host. This this sports fest for for this company, but he his his TF was too high, so he was like, so I guess the the people were like, oh, why don't we get this guy who's on the show? <laughs> he sounds young. He'll probably do it for a lot less. So let's ask him. And I did do it, and that was the first thing I ever hosted. Uh, they don't know that that was the first thing I ever hosted, but <laughs> it's they all good. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it worked out. I met I met Ali Peak there and, and stuff. It was a good time. So. Um, I guess from there, that, that gave me the confidence to do more and more hosting. Like if I did, if I could do this, then then I can do the next one and the next mm-hmm. one. So eventually, that just um, that just spiraled into during college. I'd host um, a lot of, for a lot of orgs. They'd always yeah. get me to host things, and then thankfully, when I graduated um, for more professional stuff, the booze um, and, and and corporate events. And of course, like the bonfire and stuff like that. And, and now, um, stuff's online. So, so that, that's where it's at right now. Oh, so that's nice. You still get to host Paren Kahit online. Like, they still tap you up for online events and uh, gigs. Uh, you know, I, I wish it was. I wish it was as often as, um, <laughs> as I would get live events. And I guess technically, yes, you can say they still do, but mm. it's 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 not enough to, for me to live off that <laughs> right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, live events in general, there's they, they don't do it as much as they used to. There are there are a lot of events now that don't have a host, right? And 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 even the performances aren't live. They they have musicians recorded, and yeah. then there's just like a it's like someone just does like a voiceover or there's just some text, and. I don't know. I guess it's live in the sense that people watch it live together, but it's not mm-hmm. live in the sense where people 
really do the music and and host and I don't know it it just doesn't feel the same is what I'm trying to say I guess. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and that's like one of the biggest things I miss the most, like just live events in general. I think uh, I went to my first concert actually about a year ago, in November of last year. Like, I'm not sure if you know LMA. Um, yeah, just <laughs> seeing people gather in large crowds, whether it's a concert or an event, like nothing replaces that. To be honest, you can have all these online events with pre-recorded stuff, but the rawness of the moment, like from people reacting, from people singing along to some of the songs, like right. it's gonna be so hard to replicate when it's in a screen, you know, a screen like this. Like nothing yeah. beats the original feel of a live show, whether it's a concert or an, an event or just a hosting gig in general. Yeah. And, and as a host, it's really important to feed off the crowd because if and, and to feed off their energy. I mean, you can't be a host and go like, "What's going on?" Right? Or like, "What's up, everybody?" And then the the crowd just like these these thirty um, something, forty something people in ties and and the coats and ties yeah. and yeah. the colored shirt, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And and online, there, there's nothing like that. So you don't know who your audience is. You don't know what they want. So it's really hard to to gauge your energy. And energy also is it's a huge thing. You get a lot of it from adrenaline that you get from from the crowd, and when there's no crowd, it's really hard to draw that. So you really have to channel it in, in another way, maybe use your imagination, but it's it just it's a lot harder. Yeah, it sure is, and you know, hopefully, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, once mahalabas na we can, you know, bring back uh, some of the things that we got to enjoy back then, and. Those we're still miles away from that. Like, you know, I honestly believe we're gonna get back to uh, live events and hosting gigs and stuff like right. that. Because you know, at the end of the day, that's what makes that's what brings people joy. And you know, stuff like hosting or just being a DJ and all that stuff. Like the important thing, talaga, is whatever you do, you just have to bring joy, you know, around other people's faces. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's all that matters. And Another thing, so now that we've discussed hosting, uh, another thing that you were able to branch out on is uh, YouTube creation. So, yeah, I've seen some of your videos. They're very uh, nicely edited, to say the least. And <laughs> actually, I actually want to ask, like, did you hire, did you hire someone to edit these for you, or did you have to like learn these things on the fly? Just like how I'm trying to learn editing on the fly. Like my podcasts, you know, they're uh, they're uploaded them they're published, but my editing skills are still not up there. Like I still have a lot of work to do. Um, right. So in your case, you know, how would you assess, you know, your editing skills, whether you've done it by yourself or you've had help from other people? Well, I, I, I'll, I'll say first that I, I, I don't have the budget to hire an editor, so I, I don't, I don't hire anyone to, to, to edit my videos. I do everything by myself. But thankfully for me. I, I was a comm major in, in Ateneo and I the okay. In Com Kase in Ateneo, you, you, you can choose between different tracks. So there's film, there's journalism, public relations, advertising, media studies. So I, I chose film. So so in essence I was a I was a film student. And uh, thankfully for me I was able to use that and use everything I learned from 
from like, camera work, editing, even lights, like here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I learned all of that, and I was able to apply it. And I have, uh, you know, background also in, in, and and even sound editing. I, I used to I used to be be really into music in high school and even in college. So um, so like that came into it. Like the the mic I use is is ten years old. I had it since I was fourteen. Oh, wow. And oh no, not thirteen. Yeah, since I was thirteen. So you know everything kind of just worked out for me, and and that's why it made sense for me also to to do to start a YouTube channel. Yeah, it, it made sense for me to start a YouTube channel because uh, I I knew that I had the skills to do it. But again, I I still had a lot to learn, and whenever I I, I saw something I didn't know how to do, I I search Final Cut tutorial, how to do whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's um pretty good that you, you have full control of you know your videos, even though it's quite difficult. Even though you, like some of we're not the best when it comes to these, like we're not professional graphic designers or something. But just the fact mm-hmm. that we are able to edit on our own and do all that other good stuff, like it's, you know, we deserve to give ourselves uh, you know a pat on the back. And right. actually, the thumbnail like that you make, and I see them sometimes on my YouTube, like they're very well thought out it's not generic did you have to learn photoshop or any other editing software just to come up with such thumbnails um i well to to answer that i have to say that i i did this thing um it was like a a short course on 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 youtube success so it it, it really taught you how how to make videos not in the technical sense but but how, how to craft them um to be searchable and to get views so so thumb there's a section about thumbnails and, and how to make you know like good thumbnails so um, they, they, they taught me to, to make it like creative and and really clickable so I, I'd always have parts of my video where at the end it's just me like posing and stuff so so that come editing I could just like take a screenshot and then use that in, in my thumbnail and to answer your question about the software, um, it, it depends what I'm going for, but usually, usually I just use Canva, man. Canva and Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I also use those for my promo promo pics or my, you know, thumbnail on YouTube as well. So, yeah. Can, when Canva I, Pro, like, are like if if you have you still have your OBF email, you can use it to to get free Canva Pro. Oh nice! Oh nice! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely try that out as well. You know, I think mixing that in Photoshop really can bring you a long way. Um, so as we all know, you're a YouTube content creator as well. So does that mean you get monetized, or are you still miles away from being eligible for monetization? Yeah, it it, it takes a crazy amount of views to to be eligible. I, I don't even know what the number is, but you, you need something like a thousand subscribers first. And then like an X amount of um, accumulative views. So I don't have that. Uh, but 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 what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to branch out into this thing called affiliate marketing. Mm. So I'm I'm trying to do that. Uh, I'll, I'll get around to it. I'm still trying to build my build myself up some more. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to a certain amount of views per video and I'm trying to get to my first 30 videos first before I do any of this the other stuff I think I'm at video like 20 something 
So maybe by by like Jan, I'll, I'll start to, to think about monetizing. But right now, I'm just trying to think about making the best content possible. And I think when you're starting out, that's really all you need to think about. You know, you you can't think about money right away. It needs to be like a, like a slow process, a slow burn, if you will. Um, and, and and that's how you really stick to something. You know, you make it a habit. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Ryan said it best. Like, if you guys are just in it for the money, I think long term, that's not really good. That's not the way to go. Uh, I think eventually, as we mentioned earlier, uh, you're gonna you're gonna want to quit. You know, as soon as you realize, yeah. oh no, I'm not earning as much, or I'm not getting as much subscribers and envision. You know, it's really all about. You know, sucking it up sometimes and just going with the motion, or not going with the motions, but just producing continuously, regardless of the uh, number of views or the number of likes and all that stuff. I think yeah. the important thing is to just maintain a constant, uh, a constant flow of things and just posting nonstop. You know, regardless of the results in the in the end. Yeah, and it, and I think it, it also takes a specific type of person to to, to want to do do something like this. You really have to be creative, like because it's so easy to run out of ideas. Like I'm sure you know, sometimes for your podcast, you you're running out of guests or, or topics to talk yeah. about. So it, it really takes a specific type of person to want to do these things. And maybe maybe you're not that person, but you still want to do this. That you know that's fine. Um, like hire someone or find a friend who, who who is creative and and who wants to share ideas with the world. So you know it, it's it's it can be a collaborative process. Like you don't have to do it alone. You can find friends or neighbors that want to work with you and do it that way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, there you guys go. Um, these are just some of the nuances, some of the curtails of just uh, figuring out. You know the different the different aspects the different steps and some of the struggles and breakthroughs of pursuing this type of career because you know make no mistake about it it's not like corporate where you have a nine to five and all that but at the same time you know you can't just do these whenever you want you have to like follow a certain schedule a certain flow and just a certain amount of discipline just to come up with such videos that are not really for you but really more for your viewers like at the end of the day it's all about entertaining the people who watch your videos yeah right right and, and it's also um, it, you know when, when I started out so man was I don't want to be become like a vlogger and just talk about my life because it's it's so weird to, to do that when you know nothing interesting happens to me <laughs> or, or well so the interesting things do happen to me but not every day and I think vloggers yeah. have this challenge and they try to like frame it in a way where it's like oh you won't believe what my mom did <laughs> you know stuff like that and and they have to you know they have to live lives that are so like, interesting or what they think is interesting to other people and I don't think that's how you need to live your life right so I didn't want it to become that so I decided to, to just make content that I wanted to make and, and not make it really about me yeah for sure that's really the tip that's the main tip you know for those who want to pursue in this type of lifestyle and just retreat yeah. to my last you know my last question uh, before we wrap it up uh, so what are some of the pieces of advice and the wealth of knowledge that you can 
give to your listeners, my viewers, or just anyone who comes across this episode? Uh, what are some of the tips that you can give those who want to pursue uh, content creation full time, or those who want to, uh, you know, pursue hosting when this is all said and done, or for those who, you know, want to try out their luck? Uh, being a DJ wherever that radio station may be so what are some of the tips you can give uh, for those who are thinking about uh, pursuing this type of these types of careers right well for 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 being a DJ and for hosting I think you you really need need to want it and you really need um, to love doing it first like uh, I will say that don't get into it if you just want to be famous because yeah, yeah. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna be good at it if, if that's your goal like we, we've been talking about this whole episode right like you like the people who are best at, uh, the people who are the best at what they're doing it comes from a place of passion they really love what they're doing so so I think that that should shine through but if we're talking about content creation then I think like, really anyone can can be a content creator you everyone has things that they're into right whether it's like cooking or, or you know like music even like crocheting stuff like that the world is so big and the internet is, is so vast that niches exist and even niches under those niches like let's say um, let's say I'm into like I'm not but let's say I'm into knitting there's a whole nother niche for like cotton knitting or wool knitting right so if, even if this this really random thing that you're into if before there's no way to monetize that or, or do anything with it you can get these specific things and and be a content creator of these things and people will follow you all you have to do is keep posting um you should follow this guy on instagram his name is gary vaynerchuk he always talks about posting all the time and and, and just um just continuing to, to produce content so just just make stuff you know you're gonna suck at first but it's fine do it every day and you'll get better and there'll come a point where people will notice you and that may not be in a year you know that may not be in two years but if you you love it you'll keep doing it and uh you'll be great at it eventually yeah for sure um couldn't have said any better so uh it's gonna be hard at first uh that is given or that's granted but idea they is just really picking your niche and just being good at it you know or not being good at it right away but just being you know persistent uh, over the course right. of time like it's all about just maintaining that same amount of passion and elevating that discipline to just want to pursue video or just to want to edit videos and publish them mm-hmm. and really just making your viewers happy because at the end of the day uh the regular viewer would not want to see someone who's, you know, half-heartedly uh, speaking on the mic or just showing up on the right. camera. Like, for a second, palang, like he's gonna close that video already. Like, it's all about engaging with your audience. It's all about uh, being there for them with the types of content and the different types of advice that you give these listeners every single day. Right. So. Yeah, with that out of the way, uh, that's been an episode of Ryan rambling with me. And uh, is, is that the title? Like, <laughs> what, what are you gonna call this one, man? Like, I have no idea. I'm gonna have to think about it. But that's <laughs> okay, definitely okay. A, that's definitely a consideration. Like, I'm definitely considering that. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yo, before we go though, and like I know I, I promised that that would be the last question, but you know, just out of oh, curiosity, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Just out of curiosity, like what were some of your uh, favorite DJs, you know, growing up? Like not really at well, yes, again enough. Like what what would be your top five list of uh, magic DJs? Whether you've listened to them on the radio or you've worked with them uh, gr- growing up, like what were some of these? Uh, iconic figures, Ketin D five, like whatever your name pops up into your mind now. Well, um, I think growing up first, you, you know, going to school, we'd all listen to the Mo Twister, right? Yeah. You, you 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 go to school and then before class starts, the topic is like, oh, did you hear what Mo Twister said? Karina, <laughs> he said this funny thing, and everyone's talking about it. So yeah, Mo Mo, Mo would be um, one of the people I would always listen to, Mo, and then. That's going. That's going to school, and then coming home, coming home from school, and always listen to Andy and Jessica. Yes. You know, doing the top sure. five or five. Yeah. Um, so, so they they were big influences on me, and and what I thought radio was, and of course, uh, um, Boom, Boom also. You know, Boom, Boom is known as as the sports guy, but and the radio guy, but he he's also such a good DJ. Like like. Mixing wise, yeah, he's so versatile, so, so versatile. Yeah, Boom really is the you know he's the goat. <laughs> there, mm-hmm. there, there's nothing else you know to say about it. You know, I, I think if you think about broadcasting, Boom really is is the man. And and I'm so fortunate to be in a position where I, I learn from him all the time. Even now, uh, at the pandemic, I can always ask him questions, and he's such a nice person. So if you're listening to this boom, thank you so much. Um, yeah, if, if we're putting a ranking, like boom is my number one man. Like yeah, one of my favorite sure. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Like if I have to come up with my own list, like boom is definitely up there. Of course, I know him because you know I watch a lot of you up growing up and U- UAP. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just you know, hearing his spiels, just hearing him live, uh, his catchphrases, you know. And just his overall broadcasting skills, like you can tell, he knows yeah. what he's doing. He really knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. Wherever yeah, he, really. wherever he is, whether he's on the, whether he's on the stands or whether he's on the hosting gig, or when he's on the radio or when he's mixing some songs, with his toilet mixes. Yeah. Uh, right. The toilet mixes. <laughs> yeah. I think he really is the gold standard when it comes to broadcasting in general yeah the goat like that's that yep. like the sum it all up mm-hmm. gonzalez the goat. yep and yeah um i also like how you mentioned the pop stock women you know see andy and jessica like i'm sure every atenea kid or you know back then we were still in grade school like you know we'd all admit we'd all have a crush on you know see <laughs> Uh, Jessica, Jessica Mendoza. Mendoza definitely man and, and especially <laughs> because she was at the time she was our courtside reporter right? for sure for sure what like we were like 11, 12 <laughs> and she was like beautiful girl and you hear her on the radio too it's yeah. impossible like not to fall in love with her despite not knowing for her sure. for sure <laughs> and you know it's even made even better that you know Andy Nine was her partner in crime every weekdays at 5 like I think Magic really did a great job of not just collecting personalities, but really putting them in the right places in the right time slots. Yeah, because and you they, know they're both they're both junior jocks, so they, you know they're both like homegrown talent, and and I think that says a lot also about what uh, the junior jock, how strong the junior jock program is. 
yeah for sure so yeah with that out of the way uh thank you ryan for being here on the show it was a pleasure you know talking to you about the different experiences that you've had as a dj as a host and as a content creator on youtube and i think now with this new normal not ending anytime soon like i think a lot of people because of uh guys like you and me with the creation the different types of stuff that we produce online mm-hmm. like it'll just you know motivate them to get in there to just hustle more and just come up with different ways to really be productive and you know maybe try to make a living out of it this whole you know hosting right, and right. content creation mm-hmm. so before we go uh as usual with other guests um do you have any plugs do you have any uh do you have any stuff you would like to promote you know to some of oh, my yeah, listeners sure. well besides um, your channel of course which you all gotta follow by the way um yeah just so, so again please um like watch my videos i post videos every single thursday so you know if, if you're looking some for something to look forward to each week <laughs> you know there's that um i just posted a video about baguettes and i think by the time this drops when, when is this dropping uh monday monday next week monday so i'll have posted my my next video and so this this one's gonna be about raya the last dragon it, it's uh it's it's a disney movie coming up and it's inspired by Southeast Asian influences. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, there, there's artistics and stuff like that. So, so there's that. My, my channel is all about Filipino culture. So, I hope that you guys can check that out. Also, like mm-hmm. my Facebook page. I, I post a lot of content there. And I do these, these Facebook lives, which I think are really interesting. Um, they're always related to my videos. So, I hope you can check that out as well. It's facebook.com slash Ryan Rambles. And follow me on Instagram as well at underscore Ryan Rosella. There you guys go. Um, so those are some of the links and accounts that y'all gotta follow. I will link them as well on the description on Facebook, IG, and on YouTube. So now it's my turn to uh, share my plugs and links. So if you want to follow me on Instagram for the podcast account, it is at jot.pod.delro. So once again, it is at jot.pod.delro. If you want to check out my personal account, it is at jake underscore delro. If you want to check me out on Twitter, it is at underscore del underscore row underscore. On Facebook, naman, it is facebook.com slash jot.pod.delro. So it's similar to my Instagram account for the podcast. Or if you just want to search it, it is Jake of All Trades with Delro. This podcast can be streamed, televised, viewed, and listened to on the following platforms Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, and on YouTube. So before we go, how is that, right? I may not be able, yeah. but how was my outro right there? Yeah, I was that, that was great. Um, it's it's a lot of links to, to remember. So um, I'm I'm proud of you for never for not stumbling through any of it. But <laughs> yeah, good job, man. Especially I know your your whole thing is right. Your whole thing is about being an introvert who who's trying to branch out into yeah. this extroverted um, this Field. extroverted platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so good on you for doing that. And um, hopefully, people who are listening who want to do the same thing can. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yo, thanks for the kind words right there. Uh, yeah, it's pretty difficult sometimes to say the the spiels and all that, but you know, with practice and with repetition, like it's just gonna get right. better. All right. So with that out of the way, that's a wrap, y'all. Thank you for tuning in today, mga Del Bros and sisters. This has been your one and only Jacob of All Trades. I am Delro, 
He is the Master Rambler Ryan, and we are both signing out. Hanggang sa susunod na usapan at chikahan, see ya!